Welcome, adventurers, lore keepers, and board wanderers to another exciting episode of Into the Elements, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition real play game that the nerdy niche and a bunch of our friends puts together for you every other week. Um, we're happy to be back with you tonight. Sorry about the pause in between, but we are ready to really jump back into things. And I believe our fun-loving paladin, Pal, has the recap for you this week. Hey guys, your friendly neighborhood paladin, Pal, here, and I'm here to tell you about everything that just happened. Now, we were traveling to that town where there was that smiling rot thing that was happening, and we were gonna go save the day there. When we got there, it looked totally abandoned, man. There was no one around, just plants and some animals, but we did manage to find some people and they were yelling at this dude's house and it was crazy. But apparently they blamed this dude for all the problems that had been happening with the disease there. So we tried to take care of some of the townspeople and I played a rocking concert to raise some spirits. And eventually we got to figure out that that guy had made a deal with a witch. I told him it was witches. Like right when we walked in there, I told everybody witches. And it was right, it was witches. So he told us where she's located. We traveled down to the swamp. And uh, well, let's be honest, right now it looks like we're about to fight some undead. Awesome, pal. Uh, very accurate recap there. Um, so. I think now that the recap is over, it is time to whisper our way back into the elements. So as all of you are standing there in dead silence. Uh, the sound of silence. There are these figures coming out caked in mud, pale skin, hungry eyes, fangs, large clawed hands coming out, kind of surrounding you, mud's dripping off of them, but still making no sound as it's hitting. I believe Thule had alerted everyone through her helpful use of um, telepathy, I guess. Yeah. Um, so you're all starting to be surrounded. You can't really talk. You can't really hear anything. And now I think it's time to roll initiative. Nice. Good way to start an episode. Let's do this. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah, not too bad. I got, I, uh, let me know when you're ready, Ed. Uh, yeah, just give me one second here. It's uh, another one of my typical rolls here. Ooh, good. <laughs> so you rolled really, really high, right? Yeah. Yep, that's how I do things. I don't know. I might have rolled lower than you this time. Maybe. I don't know. I'm pretty low. Although I well, do have a good bump to my initiative, so. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we'll find out how everybody did now. 25 to 20. 20. Sarah was 20? Yeah. Nice. Gotta figure out what I'm gonna do if I'm going first, though. <laughs> yep, you have a second. Okay, 19 to 15? 19. 17. I, I rolled a nat 20, but it was minus one, so. <laughs> oh no. It's a good time to waste a nat 20. Yep. You know what's okay. really great about um, areas of silence and spell casting? What? Verbal components. Uh huh. Oh yeah, fantastic. That's a big part of this. this. Um, Okay, and then 15 to 10? Nobody, ooh. And then uh, nine to five? Eight. Five. <laughs> I have a plus five to my initiative, though. So, like, <laughs> I have a minus one. <laughs> yeah, that's me too. I, I, it's interesting that we have two people with decks as their dump stat. I've never put my decks as a dump stat ever, ever <laughs> in a character. I've got a lot I of have, armor. Have, yeah. It, it was a bad choice. <laughs> it's rough. It's all, it's all heavy armor, and I, you know, just fair. wasn't going to be my character. I'm, I'm a fat dude with a lot of food in my, like, in my armor. I'm that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I played a character where, like, I could use depth as a dump stat. Like. There. <laughs> How many are there, Ed? Um. Okay, everybody, give me a At perception check that we see. Yeah. Perception. Nice. Nice. 15. Can I use a passive? Yes. 17. 10. 13 passive. Okay. I got a 19. 19? I guess my passive is actually 12, so. Okay. Um, So, everyone under. Everyone 15 and under, you see um, about five of them. (laughs) Um, And one of them seems to be a little bigger and broader um, than the rest. Um, And then Kel and Ettenbror, with your higher roles, you see a total of um it looks to be six total um and two of them look to be bigger kind of gnarlier ones and you're pretty much surrounded like you seem to um like a little bit I can't say fully surrounded. They're not behind you, but they're kind of encircling in front of you. If that makes sense. Is the swamp slowing down our movement too? It is. Are the larger ones like directly in front of us or are they kind of flanking us? 
Um, they're kind of on opposite sides. Okay. This the the lily pad that's causing silence. Where is that? Um, kind of in the center of them. Okay, so there there are some of them in front of it. Uh, yeah. There'd be it's they're not like a perfect circle kind of. Uh, they're they're kind of like popping up. Um, so there's one like directly it rose up right in front of it as you guys were kind of looking at it, mm-hmm. and then there's two kind of to the sides a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, behind it, and then there's um, like two more figures on one side and one on the other. Is there only sense. one lily pad, or is it like a plethora of them? Um, there's one right there, and okay. you can see some more, like with your vision, like kind of spotting out throughout. The but they're swamp. they're all currently circling around the singular lily pad. Yeah, it seems. Uh, like the lily pads are in the deeper water points, okay. and they're coming out of the deeper water. So, so they're not—they're not a perfect circle. So they're a tool. <laughs> um, I love that. <laughs> Just a quick question. Before... No, these ones are actually Pucifer. Oh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> um, and you can tell me I just have to do this on my turn, but so, do I notice? the lily pad like anything about the lily pad or would i have to take a look at it on my turn you would to try to figure out how it works or anything you'd have to do an investigation check on it okay perfect okay so with that let's go ahead and start combat now Tuli, you're up first cool 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 um so we just stepped into the into the silence right yep can i step out of the silence yeah, so you you guys walked about five to ten feet in, so you can back up a little bit. Give me a perception check when you back up. Cool. Uh, not too bad. Uh, 19. Okay. Wait. Perception. 13. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it... You back up a little bit, and you think you should be out of it, but like your ears just kind of start ringing just because of how like weird that central, like, um, since deprivation kind of happened. So it was just kind of a weird scenario. Kind of takes you a, a couple seconds to kind of realize that there's like insects and buzzing and like the slopping of the sound when you kind of come out of there. But I'm out, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, I want to. Would you say that the creatures are in a fifty-foot circle, at least? Uh, yes. You'd have to angle it a little bit because the closest ones to your party are about ten feet from your party, five to ten feet from. Your but party. if I was to say, uh, have a a wall that went up, that was fifty feet long. Yeah, you can I want to cast a wa- uh, wall of wind, wind wall. Wind wall, okay. Wind wall, just like where they're all standing, and okay. catch them in it. So they have to make a strength saving throw. Okay. So are you kind of. So are they the ones that are in it, or just like in the radius? Like, what's the radius of it? Uh, it's a fifty foot long, fifteen foot high, one foot thick. And each creature within the like 
space of the wall. So I'm trying to make it kind of go through them. Okay, so they're not like in a perfect circle, like we kind of said before. So... It doesn't have to be a circle. It's just as long as the one point to the other point of this wall is 50 feet. Yeah. Um, but they have to be inside the wall to make the save, right? They have to be like within the wall itself, not like in the yeah. circle. But so in, I, I'd in the... say there's like two of them you can't quite get because you'd have to That's do like a fine. weird thing with the wall. That's okay. okay. So four of them. And they're strength saving throws? Yes. Okay, so that is a... It's a DC so, 15. Okay, dirty 20. And 19. <clears throat> but then a... Um, a 7. And a 16. So one of them fails, two of them succeed. So or three the of them succeed. The one that fails takes 14 damage, uh, 14 bludgeoning damage, and the ones that succeed take seven. Okay, nice. I'm also looking behind me just to make sure that there's none <laughs> back there. Okay. Okay, and is that it for you? Yes, sir. Okay, so Pal, you're up. All right. Um. So did did we rest before this? Because I I didn't. You would have. You would have been fully rested. Okay. Because this was a day and a half travel that nothing happened. Cool. All right. I, I hadn't done that yet. All right. Um, how close is the closest one to me? Um, I would say you're usually in about the middle, right? Yeah. Um, closest one would be about 15 feet from you. Okay. Um, how much is the swamp slowing us down right now? Half speed. Okay. So I would be able to get there just barely. Yep. Okay, um, I will pull out my battle axe, and I will go and uh, try to attack it. And I will. Throw some divine smite up on it. Okay. And remember, you can put Divine Smite on after you oh, attack after in, in yeah. case you miss. Right. So let's wait and see then. Now that might miss. Uh, 13. Okay. 13? Yeah. Uh, that hits. Okay, cool. And Sarah, would this wall affect? Because this one would be like just in the wall. Uh, would it affect what? Pal, when he's no. like next to it. Okay. No, it's a one foot thick wall, so. Okay. Perfect. 
it, right. it affects like like smaller, smaller flying creatures and projectiles and things that are made of gas. Okay. So that would be uh, 13 slashing and Fourteen radiant. Damn. Okay, so you just cleave through this thing, just like rip it to pieces. And then I'll just say, "Man, I love fighting undead." Nobody hears a word. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm not gonna try to talk yeah. anyway. <laughs> oh, also the divine smite. I don't think it says anything about verbal. I don't think so, but let me double check. That's a good point. Yeah, it, does, it just says when you hit with a melee attack, you can do this. Okay, fair. Uh, perfect. Okay, is that it for you? Yep. Okay. Now it is some of their go. Um, okay, so... Um, the two that were like in the wall, um, are gonna go towards Pal, losing using their full movement to get to you. Does it seem like they're slowed down too, or are they moving? Yeah, pretty fast? they are. Okay. Um. And they're each gonna claw at. Pal. So the first one. Bring it. That is a 11 to hit. That's a miss. Um, and then a 15 to hit. Miss. Okay, and then the bigger one that was in the wall is gonna push through over to you. Mm-hmm. Playtime. Um, and he's gonna swing his claws in at you. Okay. And that one is a 19 to hit? That one does hit. Okay. Um, so you take eleven slashing damage. Okay. And then since you're not undead, <laughs> you must succeed on a so you have a DC ten constitution saving throw. Okay. Yeah, I rolled a 20. Okay. 18 plus 2. Yeah, as it kind of hits in, the claws scrape into your face a little bit, and you feel like your jaw kind of lock up and your muscles kind of tense for a moment, but you're able to kind of like shrug it off. Um, but yeah, that didn't feel too good. Uh, I, I'm going to uh, 
kind of turn my head to, to everybody else and, and uh, mouth playtime. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Kel, Kel just like cocks their head and is like, what? <laughs> you can just see him just like start screaming it. And it's still nothing. <laughs> and then... One of the ones is going to run through the wall, not really realizing what's happening there. Um, so does he take damage when he goes into the wall? Unfortunately, no. Okay. Does it slow him down or anything? Not if he's medium. Okay. It's it's really kind of only good for keeping out like gaps and small things and doing some damage on the first round. Perfect. Okay, so he's just going to run through it, um, but he doesn't quite get to Pal. Um, and then the other big one is going to walk up to the wall and kind of just like seem to examine it. Um, and he's going to reach into it and he doesn't feel any pain, but that's going to end his turn. He's kind of figured out that he can go through it. Um, there's more of a sense of intelligence to these bigger ones. Um and then uh, two more are going to like raise out of um, swampy area. One right next to Kel and going to swing in at Kel. And that is an 18 to hit. That hits. Um, You take 10 slashing damage. Oof. And then. Um, since you're not an elf or an undead, um, you must. You need to make a DC 10 constitution saving throw. Constitution? God! Okay, this, this dice is going away. Um. That's going to be a five, so okay. I'm not saving you, that. That's going it away. jumps out, kind of surprising you, and there's no sound. You kind of, like, go to instinctively kind of yell, but nothing comes out. And these claws just, like, rip right into your side. And all of your muscles completely tense up. And this fear washes over you, and you are paralyzed for a minute. Oh. Um, but Others fly out, too. Yeah, feathers kind of like go flying <laughs> a little bit. A bit of blood squirt kind of goes flying. Um, you get to repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns. Okay. But you're currently paralyzed. And then the um, other one popped up next to um, Sonora. 10 slashing damage though, right? Yes. And then this one's attacking in on Sonora. It just came out as well. Um, and that is a 15 to hit. And Sonora, you're muted. Yes, it does not hit. Perfect. So yeah, one just kind of like rips out um, from the swamp and comes at you and you're able to use your monk instincts to like avoid it. Um, so that's it for bad guys. And then uh, Sonora, it's your go. 
Okay, I'm gonna hit the one that just tried to attack me. Okay. Uh, let's see. Six plus... Nine to hit? Nine total to hit? Yep. Okay, so yeah, you it kind of dodges out of the way. Um, you kind of like jumped too far back than you had thought, and you swung, and you just kind of like almost hit it. <laughs> okay, well, I'll use my extra attack to try to hit it again. Okay, unarmed strike, go ahead. Twenty-four to hit. That really, um, really hits. Damage <laughs> there. Uh, one damage. Doing great. You should add three to that. Okay, so four damage. Perfect. This is a really cruel fight for me. Right after I became a bard because no one can hear me, so I can't even use my bardic inspiration. Yep. <laughs> Very cruel. <laughs> okay, so... Every spell on my list is verbal. I know, that's, I'm, I'm looking through that right now, too. Yeah, the challenges of the swamp. Um, and even share my musical gift with people. Okay, so it's Kel's go now. Alright, um... Being completely paralyzed, can I still attempt to like look and investigate the lily pad? I'll give that to you, but at disadvantage. Okay. All right, so at disadvantage, um, that'll be a 14 investigation. Okay. Um. So what are you trying to kind of figure out? I'm essentially trying to figure out if this lily pad is um, at all tied to the creatures that we're fighting. Like if I were to take down the lily pad, would it assist us in any way? Okay. A 14. So I'd say what you get from that is there is a silvery kind of Thing coming off of it, which it looks like might be the source of whatever it is that it's doing. Okay. Um, and what you'd kind of gather from it is that is doing something, and that seems to be centered on where the silence is coming from. Okay. But it doesn't really, like, seem to be affecting anything else. Okay. And like the the mist itself doesn't look at all the same as like the creatures we're fighting. No. Okay. Like it's a silvery thing and these are just like pale in color. Yeah. Okay. Um and then I guess I'm just gonna try to break my Yep, so end of your turn, go ahead and make another con saving throw. Um, that's going to be a 12. Okay. You're able to get your wits back about you, but that's the end of your turn. Cool. 
And then Edinburgh, you're up. All right. How close am I to where it became uh, silent? Um, where do you usually put yourself when you're walking? Are you usually <laughs> more in the back or more in the front or in the middle? I would probably, I'd be like in the middle front. The middle front? Like couple back. So you're anywhere from 10 to 20 feet into it. Okay, so if I were to try to back out of it, it would take my full movement? Yep. Okay, from there, how many of them would be within 30 feet of me? Um, if you backed out of it? Mm-hmm. Um, so full 15 back, um, there'd be within 30 feet of you, there'd yeah. be about three. Screw it, I'm going to try it. Uh, I'll back up. I'm gonna cast uh, my channel. Give me a perception check first. Okay. Uh, that's a twenty-two. Twenty-two. You can hear the sound again. Um, so you can go ahead and try it. So I'm gonna use my channel divinity turn undead. Okay. Uh, so that's a wisdom saving throw on their part. Let me see. is 15. This is 15? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, two of them save, one of them fails. Okay. And then... Um, I think it was... Break clear again real quick. 30 feet... Fifth level, undead fails a saving throw against your turn undead feature. This creature is instantly destroyed if its challenge rating is at or below a certain threshold as shown in the cleric table, which is one half. One half? Yeah. Okay, none of these are one half. Okay, so the one, the one would run in fear then. Okay. Okay, so on its turn, it will start to run. Okay. And that would be my whole turn. Okay. So it's back to the top. I'm really sorry, guys. I'm having a tiny bladder day. I'll edit this part out. (laughs) You don't want to tell the world about your tiny bladder? (laughs) I mean, I might. I had two choices there. It was either channel divinity or spiritual guardians and then move in and start fighting. Mm. Can you even channel divinity without uh, verbal? No, that's why I had to back out of it. <laughs> I, I've been looking at mine too. So, so I was planning, what I'm planning on doing, if there is still enough next round, is to drop spiritual guardians on myself and hold that concentration as I go in. Depending on when we fight the witch, though, you may want to be a little more conservative about those. Yeah. Well, I I have three of those slots. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've already used half of my spells, so. Yeah. 
That's one of the pro- one of the problems with being a uh, spellcaster, man. Uh, well, uh, a warlock particularly, I only get two spell slots per short rest, so. <sighs> yeah, that's always one of the problems with being a spellcaster. I've never really run into much of a problem with like full spellcasters, like. Yeah. But... So back to the top. Of the round, Tuli, you're up. Okie dokie. Um, I'm just gonna drop the wind wall. It's <laughs> it's good for a shot. Um, and then it did really uh, good. Eldritch blasted the two big boys. Okay, at the two big ones. Okay. Yeah. That's a nineteen and a eighteen to hit. Um, that would be 19. 10 yep. damage to one and 5 damage to the other. Okay. Force damage. Pew pew. Okay, so one gets hit pretty hard and just glares through you. <laughs> Don't like that. <laughs> and that is... My move. Okay. Just a pew pew. Perfect. And then, pal, you're up. And you're surrounded. Yes. All right. Um. Oh. Also, at the beginning of your turn, from the like bigger, kind of bigger one, uh-huh. this awful scent hits your nose. Um. And I need to make. I need you to make another DC 10 Constitution saving throw. You got it. That would be uh, 12. 12? Yeah. Okay, so you're able to get through the the smell, and you are now immune to its stench for 24 hours. Sweet. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll just look at I'll just look at him and I'm like. I've smelled worse after a long day of battle, and then I'm gonna swing in at him. It just kind of looks at you because no sound is coming. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you haven't noticed, I don't really. Uh, he's not really caring that there's no sound. He's still talking. Oh, I know. I still just <laughs> I'm gonna keep commenting that there's no sound when all this happens. <laughs> uh, God, so many of my spells require verbal commands. Um, it's like I designed the swamp. I know. For this reason. Do you know where the root? Do you, am I within reach of the lily pad, or would I have to move to get to it? You'd have to move to get to it. They've kind of come into you. Um, would I be leaving their squares to do it? Yes. How many attacks of opportunity would I take? Three. Kella's also very highly focused on this lily pad right now. Just as like throwing that out there. They All can't right. see that they're gonna do anything, but they yeah. are steering down this lily pad. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'll just have to hope one of you guys starting to figure out how to take care of it. Um, I will go ahead and uh, just Divine Smite again in with my axe on the big guy. Okay. Not with that roll, I'm not. Uh, eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, that misses. Yeah. So yeah, don't use your Divine Smite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I don't use it, obviously. Okay. 
Perfect. So it just, you swing in, he kind of steps out of the way, and this big fanged smile just kind of comes across his face as he looks at you. Okay. That's my super good go. Okay. So now it's bad guys go. Um, so those three... You killed one of the ones that were up. Oh wait, no. I killed one in the very front, whoever was closest to me. And that was before they attacked you, so that was... um, So yeah, there's... You're gonna get three attacks on you. Um, That is a 18 to hit. Yep. Um, So I'll... I know, you suck. Uh, so that will be seven damage to you. Okay. Give me a con saving throw. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, you succeed. Um, Is. Just curious, is this a disease they're trying to give me? No. Okay, so it's not a disease. It's paralysis. Okay, I'm immune to disease. So. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that one was a 22 to hit. Okay, that's definitely going to hit as well. Um, so that one will be for five damage. Another con saving throw. That's 15. And then the big one in front of you, this time he's actually, he's gonna step closer and his jaws kind of kind of unhinge a little bit and he's gonna go for a bite on you. Okay. None of these were the ones that were running, right? Uh, no. Um, so that was a 16 to hit. Does not hit. Okay. If he had used claws, it would have hit you. Um, Thanks to be him. Yep. And then, yeah, one of them is going to just like, um, one that was a little bit farther in, um, his mouth opens and he looks terrified and you would think he would be screaming, but you can't hear anything and he starts running the other <laughs> direction. Um, and then, um, so that one was actually the one by Sonora, so you can make an attack of opportunity because it's going to try to run. I can? Yeah. Sweet. Except that, yeah. Because something that Ettenbror just did made it terrified. Okay. I have that effect on people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's an 11 to hit. Just misses. Okay. Um, And then the other big one that um, Thule hit that like looks at her is going to use its full um, action to dash and get right up to you. Oh, that seems unnecessary. And he's going to come out and right when he comes past um, the point where 
there's sound again. He looks at you and he goes, you will feed our ranks. Oh, <laughs> you talk. You bleed. I'd rather not. Um, yeah, so that is it for there go. Um, Sonora, you're up. Okay, I'm going to try to hit the one closest to me. Okay. Um, so it actually won't be that one anymore. Um, unless you want to try to dash up to it. Because it used its whole action to dash, so it moved 30 feet. Okay, um, whichever because... whichever one is closer, I will try to hit. Okay, yeah, there's a... My speed is 35, so... Um, one, the, one of the ones by PAL would be closer actually. Okay. All right. I'll go after that one. Okay. Yikes. No, You're I won't. Rolling. You're rolling so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm rolling really bad. I just rolled a two. Oh, no. Okay. And now I rolled a four. So, yeah. Okay. But remember, you can spend key points to do uh, um, yeah, except the way I'm rolling, I'm not sure that that's I want fair. to. Okay. So that's it for Sonora, so... Right? Yes. So, Cal, you're up. And Ettenbrower, you're on deck. Okay. Um, how far am I from the lily pad? Um, you are about 25 feet from it. Okay. Or no, that would be too far. You're about 20 feet from it. Okay. If I move towards it, because one of them attacked me, is there only one that would get an attack of opportunity? Correct. Okay. Um. So. For my cunning action, I would like to disengage from the one that is closest to me. Good rogue skills. <laughs> then I would like to um, run to the lily pad and like essentially attempt to cut it with my dagger. I don't know that Kel would know that lily pads be like pulled up and cut from lake bottoms. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say, give me a, an attack roll to see how you damage it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. See, so like, where you hit on it. Okay, yeah. Because, like, me as a person, I know that, like, you can pull up and cut a stem. So I don't know if Kel would attempt that or not. Yeah. I don't know what their so, experience with water plants is. Exactly. So this will, this, I will say you can either do that, make an attack roll and see where you end up damaging, or I'll give you a nature check to see if you know what to do with it okay let's see um so which one are you doing i will go for an attack roll okay um with my dagger uh just my regular dagger not my side blades um and that's gonna be a 19. 19? yeah um are you throwing the dagger or are you coming up and no i'm coming up to like cut it okay so you come running up and your hand, you just kind of like, you look at it and 
your initial thought is to go for like the top and like cut what you see but then mm -hmm. you're like no go under and your hand just goes right under the water and you just like slice through okay and then the lily pad starts to drift a little bit and you see it kind of wither oh, like the flower kind of stop and the mist stop coming from it okay um so it seems like it worked currently there's still no sound okay i was gonna say because i would turn around and yell did that work <laughs> you do you turn and yell nothing comes out yet okay um so everyone would see me yell that and then just like a stream of silent curses comes out of my mouth <laughs> okay so that's it for cal and roar you're up i feel like it'd be really hard to read a arakakra's lips yeah, no, you, you'd have no idea what I'm saying, probably. <laughs> it's like a flapping beak. <laughs> um, okay. So, I guess, uh, how close is the closest one to me now? Is it the one next to uh, Thule there? Yes. Okay, and that's about how far from me? Um, that would be about... Uh... She went a little farther back, so about five, ten feet from you, closer to ten feet. Okay, and Go then ahead, help me at Broar. And you heard it say that too, right? Nobody uh, else heard anything. But. So the rest of them, if I were to move, like, kind of into the bubble, um, uh -huh. like into a corner to get on that side of it, to be inside of the bubble and be as close to the others as I could, how close would they be? What do you what do you mean? Are you like going like so in basically what I want to do is in the center of everybody, but with Yeah, no that's what sound? I want. I want to try to be in the middle of it, yeah. Okay, so you'd be in the part with no sound, correct? In the part with no sound, but closer to the one on Thule. Okay. Um, so basically so... I would get up within melee range of the one on Thule, but then how far are the rest of them from where I am? The rest of the ghouls? Yeah. Or the the creatures. Surprise, they're ghouls. Um, <laughs> uh, you would be the next closest would be the ones over by Pal. So that would be like the closest one would be 15 and then 20 and then 25. Okay. What I'm going to do, I'm going to cast Spiritual Guardians before I go into it. Okay. Um, and I have the flaming swords of Tempest just spinning around in circles around me. So everything within 15 feet, the first time it enters it for the first, or in the round, um, they end up taking damage or if they start their turn there. Okay, so it's 15 feet. I, I would say you could hit that one if you went a little bit farther and you could still hit that one by Thule, um, hit one of them and then one of the, the other bigger one next to, to Pal. So ideally, so you'd hit so, three. If I ran in towards the others, I would be able to hit. If I ran into the one in the middle, I would hit both. So like, there's one here next to Pal, one here next to Thule. If I went to this one, I would hit both of those. Yes. Or all three of them, I guess. All three all right, and I'll... hitting the two big, the bigger guys as well. I'll do that. I'll go up toe to toe with the one. So there. you're kind of you're not toe to toe with anybody though. If you do it that way. So I was trying to get within melee. Yeah. So something. if you go, if you go melee to one of them, to one of the big ones or the big one by Thule, um, you would hit 
him and one of the smaller ones, if you went into where Pal was, um, you could get barely toe-to-toe with um, one of the weaker ones and not hit the one by Thule, but hit the other smaller one and the bigger one. There. So you'd hit three there with it, but only one of the big ones. Does that make sense at all? And not to the one next to Thule. Yeah. Um. So Edinburgh has seen Thule do a lot of diplomatic stuff and has seen her dish out some damage, but he's still a little concerned about having her out here with, so he's going to go over to help her. Okay, so that will still hit two of them. Um, so how, what do they need to roll? So the question is, it's really up to DM discretion. I've had it played either way, um, where it says the first time they enter it in a turn. Spiritual Spiritual Guardians. First time they enter it on the turn. Um, First time on a turn or starts its turn there. I'd say with that, it does, right when it It applies as well? Yeah. Okay, so that's a wisdom saving throw, DC 15. Okay, so the big one right next to you fails, and then uh, they both fail. Okay, so that's 10 points of radiant damage to them. 10 points of radiant damage? Okay. And then the beginning of their next turns, they would also roll another save. Okay. <laughs> um, and their movement is halved while inside of that. Okay. And that, that's so a concentration. So when I step in. Quartered for them. So that's really good. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's my turn. Uh, uh, back to the top, Tuli, you're up. And at the beginning of your turn, since this one is standing next to you, make a DC 10 constitution saving throw. Oh no. Okay. Oh boy, oh boy. 10! <laughs> exactly. Okay, well that's what you needed. So that barely does it. <laughs> Um, the sense is really getting to you and you almost feel the effects of the poison hit you um, but it doesn't so good I'm job. just going to hold my breath um, look you seem like a sensible guy can we talk this out it's always I- does. <laughs> okay <laughs> I suggest that you and your troops Leave us alone. So your casting suggestion? Yes. Nice. Wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Unless he's immune to charm. Oh, he is immune to charm. No! I don't know that. I cast it anyway. Yep. So that works. Um, and you kind of wait, and he kind of looks at you, and he goes, I suggest you join our ranks. Thank you. And I, I am going to 
I know he can hit me, but I'm gonna move away from him. Okay, he's gonna try to swing in with his claws. And that is a 16 to hit you. Yeah, ow. Uh, 12 damage. Okay. And then another DC 10 constitution saving throw. God damn. Okay. 12. 12, okay. So you feel your muscles kind of tense up as it rips into you, but you're able to to get away. Yeah, I'm moving my full 30 feet away. Oh, don't run. <laughs> okay. Um So that's it for Tuli Pal, you're up. All right. I'm guessing Big Man's still next to me, right? Yep. All right. Let's go ahead and uh try and swing in on him again. Okay. Maybe my dad doesn't want to fall. Ooh, nat twenty. Nice. You guys can all can all see nat twenty right there. Kill him. <laughs> Witness me. <laughs> Obviously, I'm gonna add divine smite to that. Nice. That that roll. Do those rolls double too? Yeah. Any die. Okay. So that's. Now, if you can, you always dump a, a divine smite into a crit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a million damage, and they all die. <laughs> so that's uh, eight double to sixteen plus my seven for twenty-three physical damage. And uh, fourteen radiant. Okay. So your sword, you like look in at him and he kind of like smiles and his um, claws kind of come up and you swing your sword at a blinding speed and this light shoots out from your sword as it, um, you swing in, your sword goes through, he's still standing there looking at you and then this line of light starts to show through from his neck down his side as the top half of his body just slides off and falls into the the muck and the other half just tips over backwards. Uh, it, pa- pal just starts, you guys can tell he's like singing some sort of song that you can't hear. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. okay, is that it for you? That is. Okay. Um, it's there go. Um, Do a wisdom save. Oh, yeah. For the two within range there, I think, right? Uh, yep. So the bigger guy fails and the other one succeeds. Yeah, that's 15 points of radiant damage to a failure. That's eight or seven. To, uh, success. Nice. So, um, Pal, you kind of look to the side as you've just cut this one and a half and you're doing your dance, and the other one next to you, this uh, that flaming sword that you see circling 
um, Attenborough just kind of like whips out and just like stabs the one in the back as it tries to get away and just falls dead. And then the sword whips back um, as the ghoul is looking at Tuli. Tuli, you see it looking at you and start to walk forward. And then this blade goes right through its neck and its head just comes off the body. Oh, thank God. I love that spell. Yeah, that was really good. I had a party of five one time and I cast that and I just stood in the middle and everyone else just circled around me and we killed 50 enemies that way. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, that's super good. Uh, Are we out of combat now? No, there's still four ghouls. One's still running away. (laughs) Um, So that was just at the start of their turn, right? That that all happened. Okay, so one of the ghouls is going to attack you, pal. Actually, two of them. Another one's going to run up to you. Um, That's what I'm here for. Yep. So first one is a 13 to hit. Nope. Okay. And then the second one that came running up, uh, that is a seven to hit. So that definitely doesn't hit. Um, The one is just continuing to run. Um, And then the last one is going to run up to... um, Sonora. Er, uh, yeah. And that is a 15 to hit. Does not hit. Perfect. Um, that is it for there go. Sonora, you're up. I will hit the one or attempt to hit the one that just tried to hit me. Perfect. You got this. Well, that's better. Okay, so 20 to hit, dirty 20. Nice. Definitely hits. I rolled a four, my martial arts die, and then what do I add to that? It's your dex modifier. My decks. Okay, so that would be a seven. Nice. And then, okay, so you deck it pretty good. You see its jaw kind of like dislocate and then reattach, but there's no sound. It's really just like this weird kind of moment. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to try to hit it again. Okay. Seventeen to hit. That hits. And four damage. Okay. You just like hit it in the throat after that, um, and it spits a bit of ichory at you. Huh. But it's still standing. It's still standing, huh? Mm-hmm. Icker. Um, I'll use a key point to make two unarmed strikes as a bonus action. Okay, so I'll say you did that with... Oh, wait, how does it work? Don't you get to make an unarmed strike as a bonus action? But I did. 
Yeah. So I'll just say you're you're using your key point and you get one more attack. Okay. Twenty-four to hit. Definitely hits. Four damage. Okay. It looks really hurt, but it's still up. Okay. Well, that will be it for me. Okay. most hurt right now is the one um both the ones by uh pal and sonora and then there's one that hasn't been hit at all and there's one running away okay i am going to throw a side dagger at the one by Pal and the one by Sonora. Okay. Um, so my first one I will do to the one by Pal. Okay. Um, and <laughs> that is gonna be a 15 to hit. 15 to hit? Yep. Uh, yeah, that hits. Awesome. Uh, can I get a sneak attack on it? <laughs> uh, yeah, you would because it's base to base. Um, okay, so that is gonna be... Um, three, six, nine, thirteen, plus... That's 18 psychic damage. So that one hits um, Pal. You look over at it and it's um, like the dagger goes into it uh, kind of on its side. And then all of this just vomit amount of ichor comes out um, from inside and it just collapses dead. Does the ichor explode on Pal or... (laughs) You he, get projectiled. He, he just kind of ra- he kind of raises his one arm that has his axe in it, and you can see him making like the rock sign. Like, yeah. And Cal's just like, I'm sorry, but silently. No. Yeah. Um, and then the second dagger is gonna go to the one at Sonora. Mm-hmm. Um, I would guess I don't get sneak attack on that one. Or. Uh, no, because it's once a turn. Yeah. Okay. Um, that is going to be a 21 to hit. That hits. Okay. And that is going to do significantly less damage, but, um, it's going to do six psychic damage. Okay. So you, you hit it and it just racks with pain, but it's barely up, (laughs) but it's still up. Okay. I did, I did the minimum amount of damage on that one. I rolled a one. Oh, wow. 
Okay, and then that it for you? That is it for me. Okay, and Rory, you're up. Okay, uh, the mist is still hovering and it's still silent, right? Uh, currently, yes. Okay. Um, closest one to me now is about 10 feet? No. Uh, it was 20 feet, so it would be about 20 feet for me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, this one, because it's the one attacking Sonora, this one would be about 25 feet away from you. Would be the next okay. closest one. So I want to move to a point where I can get within the AOE of as many as possible. Okay, so if you go right up, like as far as you can go, I'll say there's there's two in that range. Two? Yeah. Okay. The one that's not in the range is the one that's still just poking it. Got it. Okay, then I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> so within the 15 feet there. Yeah. So they just have to make a save? Uh, yeah. And what was your save? 15. Okay, and it was wisdom, dex? Wisdom. Okay. Um, 15. Uh, so one of them makes the save. One of them fails the save. The one that um, failed the save was the one that was closest to the one that's like really injured, so it dies for sure. Um, yeah, but go ahead and roll damage. That's a 15. 15 points? Yeah, so that's not halved yet. Yeah, so. Um... <coughs> okay, so it cuts into one that hadn't been hit yet, it just kind of hits it in the chest. Um, but it kind of turns its attention towards you when that happens. Um, and then the other, then the sword just whips back down and just cuts straight down from the top of the head all the way through and just cuts the other one in half. Nice. Wrong. And I can't use verbal components, so I am all set from where I am. Okay. So at the top of the next round, so it hits the top of the round, and all of you get that weird kind of like ear poppy sensation as you can hear again. It, just took, it took a little bit of time for that to kind of go away. But now you can hear the other two, or no, the other one's like off in the distance and in another um, lily pad area that's been running um but the other one that's standing there you can start to hear it now and it's just like <sighs> flash need more um totally nope. you're up nope nope i'm just gonna eldritch blast that horrible thing right in the face twice okay not the one that's fleeing okay nope. uh do 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 it's a 19 and a, a bigger number. Yeah, that was definitely both that. <laughs> so that is 11 damage. 11 damage? Yes. Okay. Um, 
That was 11 total? Yeah. Okay. So it looks really hurt, but it's still standing. Cool. <sighs> okay, and then Pal, you're up. How close am I to another one? Um, so the one that Thule just hit is about, um, I would say this one is about 15 feet away from you. The other one that's fleeing at this point is about, um, 45 feet away from you. Okay. Um... What, what? Okay, so I, I'm going to do it just because I, I guess I wouldn't know either way. Um, I'm going to use Vicious Mockery on the one that's running away. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, hey, where are you going, man? Don't you want to come back here and fight? You're going you're gonna go home to your undead wife? She, she's going to feel really, really bad being married to someone who ran away from a fight. <laughs> okay. Um, so go ahead. And, it's the safe. Yes. What kind of safe? I should know this because I love Mistress Mockery. Yeah. Can it hear uh, his mockery? Wisdom. It's within 60 feet. But can it hear? And him? I can speak now. Yeah, what but I don't know. If... I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it for this. I'm not... I think the the range is pretty it's good. Six, it's 60 mockery. feet. Yeah, yeah, but but Tully is correct. If in the silence bubble, there's no sound coming in. If All right, so I, I guess is he in another silence bubble is the question. I'm going to say not quite yet. He was okay. starting to get close to one. And if he was, he could just feel the shame radiating towards yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and sorry, again, what kind of save? Wisdom. Wisdom. Okay, so that is uh, 17. Okay. Uh, that will save, so. Nothing there. Um, okay. and, and then as a bonus action, I am going to... Uh, Bardic inspiration for uh, who's up next? Who's after me? Uh, it's Sonora. Okay, I I will start singing. Uh, You're a really awesome turtle, turtle power, <laughs> and <laughs> give her uh, bardic inspiration. So that is a d6 that she can roll within the next ten minutes worth of time. Um. Okay, so now it is ghouls go. One's still just running. Um, and now he's in the silent bubble. Um, and you see him start like sinking into the water. Like he's trying to like swim in and go away. Um, but the other one is going to run at Edinburgh this time because he just has this like sword flying around him. At half speed. Oh, yeah. Quarter speed, I guess. Yeah. Because <laughs> of the spell, and I don't know if he, he was affected by the swamp, so. Yeah, because that, that did hit him, right? So that. So he's 15. And if he's inside of that, too, it's a wisdom save again, too, for him. Oh, at the beginning of the turn. Yep. <laughs> so first, there's that. Um, and that is an eight 
So that fails. So go ahead and roll damage. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Okay. So this one, it focuses in on you and it starts running, and your sword just like shoots right through and just goes all the way through his stomach and rips out the back, and he just falls dead at your feet. His foot, his head, hits your boot as he just falls dead. Uh. I, I realize I could talk now, right? Uh, yeah. You heard Pal start singing. I got him. Okay. And I'll say for this, the other one ran away. Um, so you are out of combat. Good job, guys. We should we should move fast. We should pay attention to those lily pads also. Uh, I'm going to keep my spiritual guardians going as long as I can. It's ten minutes. The the lily pad completely like disintegrated and sunk into the water, right? Um, so it it's floating away, but it's like dying. Uh, um, can I grab it and hand it to Sonora? Yep. Okay, so I pick it up and go over to Sonora and be like, "This seems like something you might be able to do something with." Perhaps. Thank you. <laughs> Seems like it might be good to keep around. <laughs> I, I will, I will put it in my in my pouch here. I'm sure that I can use it for something. Thank you, Cal. Cal just kind of like ruffles their feathers and is like, "All right, move it on." <laughs> Maybe we should avoid the uh, flowers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have um, Squall kind of get into low orbit around us, just kind of skimming the the a little bit above the surface of where we're walking, okay. just as a lookout. Okay. I, I'm going to uh, go ahead and give myself a um, lay on hands okay. for 15 points. Yeah, is anyone else looking pretty beat up right now, or are you guys mostly good? I think I took most of the damage. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm okay. Way to tank, our tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that, Kit? I'm, I'm a little ruffled, but I'm okay. Yeah. Sarah and, or Sonora and Tuli, you're the same ways? Yeah. I am good, thank you. Um, so it's probably about two hours before dusk. It's kind of that golden color in the sky right now. Um, there any wildlife that we see along the way? Oh yeah, there's tons of like bugs and things moving in the water. Any larger wildlife? Um, not currently. Not like massive, but giant size. Um, so I would say, as you guys are walking in, I was also just going to do this too. I need somebody to do point on kind of... Uh, marching order? Yeah, kind of, yeah, give me a marching order and then tell me who wants to do a survival check to kind of get you through here and see um, if there's any more dangers coming up. So for the first... 10 minutes of it, I would probably try to keep the front, seeing as that I have that spell going, and if anything dangerous is within range, I can 
um, take them out. Okay. But then I would drop back after that. I would probably be like taking up like a middle or rear position, like keeping a lookout, but I know I'm not good at survival stuff, so I'm better at like sentry things. Uh, I'll take the the rear position uh, just in case something tries to come up behind us. Okay. Um, so it's decent at survival. Edinburgh, that um, turn on dead. How long does that last? Question. Is it a minute? I think it is a minute. Uh, I have it right here. Uh, turn on dead. One minute. Or until it took damage. Okay. So. As you guys are walking, um, after a couple minutes, this same ghoul um, comes running back. Like, he comes jumping out of the swamp at you, and the sword just, like, cuts right through him, and it just falls dead. <laughs> oh. Oh. Not that one, too. That one wasn't one of the smart ones, I guess. <laughs> the, mainly, I was looking for something to be within range of that, so I could bring it back for our giant friend eventually like some kind of like wildlife or whatever okay uh, yeah nothing <laughs> too big owl. at this point hmm? no you already have a dead owl in your pack yeah but an owl isn't going to keep a, a giant satisfied <laughs> I mean fair but <laughs> it's like a cheeto <laughs> your, your pack is going to start to smell really bad if you're just collecting these dead animals yeah, I have never had a character that's done that before. <laughs> okay, so um, I just start after to hold my the breath first, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> after the first ten minutes, um, what's gonna be the marching order? Who's gonna take point on kind of figuring out? I mean, if no one else wants to take point, I have plus seven on survival, so yeah. I have plus, plus six, so I'll be plus, I'll be after Edinburgh. Okay, so Edinburgh, Sonora, and then how are we doing it after that? Um, I'd say probably uh, um, Tuli in the middle, and then Cal, and then me. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I would say I'd be like right, kind of like next to Pal almost, yeah. more so, unless like if we had to be single file, then I'd be in front of And Squall on the perimeter. Um, so Sonora and Ettenbror, give me survival checks. Okay. Or Sonora can give it to you as advantage, however you'd like to do that. Oh yeah, I'll do that since he has plus seven. <laughs> I rolled an eight and a six, so fifteen. Fifteen? Still pretty good. Um, so you're moving through... It's slow travels through here because it's just muck kind of dragging you down as you go. Um, but you're continuing on. You're you're trying to avoid the lily pads. Like you're really keeping an eye out. Um, you you have managed to avoid some, so you can kind of stay out of those like um, really eerie silent is pal is pal singing still the whole way uh unless someone shuts me up yeah uh, so i would probably actually lead us to almost all of them 
so you see a few and you're like, yep, this way, and then silence again for a little while. You can see like a sigh of relief from my shoulders from behind. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Um, every so. every time this happens, Kel kind of does like a glance at Edinburgh and then a glance at Pal. Just like, yeah, this this tracks. I'm not <laughs> even like I'm not even like acknowledging the fact that he's singing or anything. I'm just kind of scanning ahead and just walking through it. You just see me kind of like tension loosens up and then it raises back up for a little bit and then it loosens back up. <laughs> nor, nor am I acknowledging that I am just intermittently being silenced. I'm just <laughs> at, at one point, Kel would actually probably like kind of like jump forward a little bit and be like, thank you for giving us a little bit of a break, Ettenbrough, and then like drop back to <laughs> be with Pal again. <laughs> He'd just kind of look back over his shoulder and lift his head. <laughs> I, as you guys, uh, as we come back into those sound zones, you can hear me going, traveling with my best friends, going to the swamp now. <laughs> Nice. Okay. Um, so you Bump sat alone in a boggy marsh. <laughs> um. So you go another two or three hours. It gets dark now. Um. Did you want to try to find camp? We're still just in like soggy marshy ground, right? Yeah. Probably not the worst idea to find camp. Just like marsh during the nighttime doesn't seem great. Yeah. Let's get can out imagine, of the muck. Can't imagine I would get much sleep in the swamp. Okay. So whoever wants to look for a decent place um, to sleep. Um, I would say Kel would specifically be looking for a place to like hang hammocks where we could sleep up off the ground. Okay. And they, they realize that not everyone would like this idea, but they're gonna do it anyway. Give me a, give me a perception check. Okay. This is my bad place. I think I would also be looking for that. Okay. Yeah, um... uh, take it with advantage. With Kill. advantage? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know why you guys think I'd be able to climb a tree. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, as they're looking for that too, that I would probably be just like, a dry spot. you know, I'm, not, I'm looking for like, you know, going all the way up into the canopy, just kind of like enough that we'd be off the ground. <laughs> like two yeah. trees close enough. Essentially like setting up hammocks for everyone as opposed to sleeping on bedrolls on the ground. Okay. Right. Um, and that was a 17. 17? Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> off in the distance, you see something, um, this kind of grayish mound that at first looks like something very large curled up sleeping. Um, and it was, and then you realize that you were told before about a rock um, that was a point where you needed to turn anyway. Um, that was about a day out. Um, that looks like a sleeping dragon. But it's and, a rock. But it's a big rock. I would point this out, and then I would like to go investigate it to make sure that it is indeed a rock. And yeah. nothing else. And like I'm stealthing as I'm going to investigate. Okay, give me a stealth check and then an investigation check. Um, so stealth is gonna be a 26. I'm sending Squall with them. Perfect. 
And then my investigation is going to be real terrible. It's a nine. Okay. Um, investigation check for Squall. And give me a stealth check if you want to. Okay. I really want to climb on this dragon. Suda. I am basically focused on being stealthy that I'm not good at investigating. At uh, 14 for stealth. And uh, investigation, you said? Yep. Or perception. Okay. That's 11. 11. It seems like a rock. Are, are we cur- are we currently in a silence zone or? Uh, I'll say no, not right here. Um, so I would come back to the group and be like, I think I found that rock we were supposed to find. It seems to be a rock. Doesn't seem to be anything special about it. Um, it might be a safe place to stop for the night. I'm, I'm gonna look at you like with the bright eyes, like, nothing special. It's a giant dragon playground. I hope not. He'll just, (laughs) Okay, pal. (laughs) Uh, He's he's going to- Kel mutters something about being very happy, like just completely under their breath about how it's so good that the prince isn't here because him and pal would just like totally make this into a whole game and <laughs> that was really not the time <laughs> I, i'm just gonna start singing puff the magic dragon as i start wandering to it <laughs> okay so you guys get up to it at first like from certain angles it really does look like a dragon but then as you get closer you realize it's a lot of it is just the angles and like there's a couple of different parts of the rock that are, um, like some are taller and smaller and everything. When you get closer, it's just like a big culmination of rock. Um, it's more just the angles getting to it that are playing tricks on your eyes. Um, so it's very much just a rock structure. Um, so you can set up camp there. You can't really put hammocks, but you can like set up bedrolls on it and you're out of the muck and mud. And it's not by any of the lily pads either. Is there a tree that I can perch in? There is no trees. Damn. Okay. Kel reluctantly sets up their bedroll. (laughs) We know we're searching for some kind of building, right? Yeah, there's a tent. Can I try to scan the horizon to see if... uh... There's any kind of smoke coming up from like a campfire or anything? Uh, give me a perception check at disadvantage because it's dark. Not bad. Uh, 18. 18? Or looking around. I rolled a net 20 on that. So yeah, talking about looking around, um, there's some tree, like small trees kind of in the distance, like swamp trees. And, uh, different things way off in the distance there looks to be like a big weeping willow um but you don't see any like structures like that are man-made and no kind of signs of a campfire or anything nope okay okay who wants to be on first watch i will i'm too stoked to sleep right now i'll also go on first watch okay very upset that there isn't a tree for me to sleep in Okay. Uh, give me perception checks. Damn, that may be the best perception check I've ever rolled. Uh, 
20. 20? Uh, Unnatural. 15 or a passive 17. Okay. Very good. So you guys start, you're watching, like start your watch, everything. Did you want to talk a little bit? Uh, Is the dragon's mouth open? Um... There is a rock, like part of the rock that does look like a mouth, um, but it's kind of into the muck as well, but it is kind of open. Would I be able to sleep there? Um, you'd be in the muck, but yeah. Mm. Um, is, is Pal singing during our watch or no? That's up to Pal. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I am not singing right now because obviously people are trying to sleep. I'm yes. <laughs> I'm probably tossing and turning for the first like half of your watch until I finally just give up and go into my lamp. <laughs> um, so when you go into your lamp, I would just kind of like nudge Pal and be like, did you just see Thule disappear? Oh uh, yeah, I think she went into her little uh, her little light thing over there. Oh, I don't think I've seen her do that before. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I, I think she just likes to get away from the rest of us, you know. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that. <laughs> what, what do you? He's just gonna say, "What do you think the prince is doing right now?" I mean, dude, he's like on his honeymoon still, so. Oh yeah, so they're probably doing it a lot. I mean, likely. <laughs> I was just like, uh. <laughs> I, I'm writing him a song for when we get back. I think he's gonna really dig it. I mean, I'm sure he will. We should we should do like a whole feast for them when um, we get back. You know, we can help yeah. you cook. Speaking and... of speaking of which, I'm gonna pull out a, a, a puff and say, "You want a special puff for when we're done with our watches?" Oh, absolutely. I think I think we've earned it today. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> As you hand that puff to Kel. Your eye kind of drifts back to the mouth of the dragon because it was just really interesting to you, uh, pal. And you see, like, it looked like a stick for the longest time, kind of sticking up Mm -hmm. out by the mouth of this. And um, then you look at it again and you're like, no, that's a bone. That has to be a bone. But it's not moving or anything, it's just mm-hmm. there's a bone sticking out. I'll point it out to, to Kel. Hey, uh, I think that's a bone over there in the mouth. Hmm. Um, I'd like to go just, like, kind of check it out. Like, Pal, keep, keep an eye on everything. I'm gonna go creep over there and see what that is. Okay. Are you stealthing over? Yeah. Okay, give me a stealth check. Um, 17. 17, okay. You look pretty confident. Um, you go up, you look, yeah, it's, it's like an arm bone. And then when you get closer, you notice like the, the hand is still very loosely attached, but it's kind of just like dangled there kind of in the muck. Can I, can I like yoink it out of the muck? Yeah. So you go ahead and you start to yoink. Well, yeah. wait, hold on. Can I investigate to make sure that it's not gonna like set off anything? When yeah. I do Give me a investigation check. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, that's better. Uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. Yeah. So, kind of looking more, 
Um, it looks like this rock is massive and it probably goes farther down and the swamp's kind of encroached up onto it farther. So there's probably another lip down here um, of the the rock. Um, And yeah, it doesn't seem like, it seems like this is kind of attached, but it doesn't seem like you don't see any traps or anything like that. And you also, it doesn't seem to be alive. So you could probably. Cool, I'm gonna yoink it up then. Okay, so you pull, give me a strength check. I am not good at that. Ooh, but I rolled well. Um, 19. 19? So you kind of pull, it's kind of stuck for a minute, and then you pull it up, and as you do, the full skeleton comes with it, and this gruesome looking head with most of the flesh gone, comes up and um, all of the swamp water and everything leaks out of the jaw as it kind of like falls um, open. And you see that there is a, on the skeleton, there's still loosely some adventuring gear kind of on it. Um, and Anything that I recognize? Like, are there any emblems or anything like that? Like, Kel, Kel probably would have, like, started at it, but wouldn't have made any noise. Um, yeah. They're used to seeing That's kind of fair. dead bodies. Um, but... Actually, give me a wisdom saving throw just to see <laughs> if you can keep the cool. 17. 17? Not a yeah. sound. Yeah. Um, you're kind of like, and it comes up. Um, how frequently has Kel seen like dead bodies out in the wilderness? So that's fair. Um, there is an insignia on, but from time, it's impossible to make out what it was. Okay. Um, is there like sword, like any weaponry or anything like that? There, there is like a sword, and there's um, the sword's rusted, the armor's destroyed. But there is a bag. There's like a satchel mm-hmm. um, that's still mostly intact. You could open it. I would like to investigate this bag. Okay. Um, so inside, you find. Um, you open this bag, and inside is. Like coins just start spilling out of the bag as you open it up. Um, there is, and there's um, like a large, there's a silver candlestick in there. There looks to be some kind of like wrapped up painting that's mostly just deteriorated over time. Um, there are some silver plates and things. Um, There are two silver plates, um, a golden, like, chalice, uh, and then there are ten platinum pieces, 405 gold pieces, a 136 silver pieces, and 
17 gems. What is the like worth of the gems? Is uh, they're like ten gold piece. They're small gems. Okay. It was loaded. Yeah. Um. So, is is the bag like kind of fairly intact? I could put everything back in there. Or... It's soaked with swamp water, but yeah, it's it not would like... hold. Okay. Um. So I probably stuff everything back into the bag after pulling it all out. And just go back up to Pal and be like, dude, some really rich guy got stuck in the muck here. And show him everything. Freaking score, man. When everybody wakes up, they're going to be so stoked about this. Right? All of this is going right into the group fund. <laughs> Sweet. Um, yeah, I would probably transfer all of that into my bag. And not keep the mucky bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'd be like, pal, do you think this is worth keeping? Ooh, I, I don't know. Can I? Um, so because I'm kind of from a wealthy family, would I be able to tell if the, the bag itself is worth anything? Uh, the bag itself? Yeah. Uh, give me a... Give me an investigation check. 18. 18. Um, this is not a bag of like a noble or anything like this. This okay. is a satchel that would be great to grab things and go. Okay. So this person was, I, I, I'm going to say, I, I think this dude was probably like running away from home or something because, yeah, this, this bag's no good. All right. Well, I'll just like pack everything into my bag and toss toss the bag back to the swamp. Perfect. Okay. Uh, like, well, let everyone know in the morning that we've now got some like really good group funds here. I I'm just gonna say thank thanks for the blessing, great 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 granddad. Kel, Kel just kind of like looks at the sky and nods. <laughs> <laughs> Not super. You know, belief in the gods, but you know, yes, we have been blessed here, I guess. <laughs> Kel, for you, kind of like finally just going in with Pal and just like, yep, this is what he does, and just kind of going with it. I'm going to give you inspiration for that. Positive. <laughs> uh, perfect. So your watch goes fine. Um, who do you wake up next? Um, uh, I guess uh, Edinburgh. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would also just go up and help wake up Edinburgh. Yeah. Okay. Did you want to wake up anybody with you, or do you want to just find a one quiet moment to just <laughs> sit by yourself? I think you're muted. I can't hear you. Yeah, Edinburgh would actually be all about finding that moment of peace. But beforehand, he would sit down next to Pal and have a conversation as he's like drifting off, which could no be problem. just like 30 seconds. <laughs> um, but Edinburgh, he'd be like, you know, I've seen your prowess with the blade multiple times now. Like, you know, if you really buckled down, you could have been one of the best warriors that we have on the front lines. You know, that's, that's what my, uh, that's what my, uh, dad used to tell me all the time but uh 
you know, that's never really, really where my passion was. It uh, was kind of something I was forced into. You know, the people on the battlefield need to eat too, right? Yeah, well, that's, that's why I ended up joining the guard. But, uh, you know, my, my family, my reputation kind of precedes me, so they just let me do what I want, you know? I suppose. Uh, I'll, I'll take it under advisement, though. I, I appreciate the compliment. Believe me, I'll be right there next to you, as I have been this whole way, to help bring your ass back to life. <laughs> you're, a, you're a good man. You're a good man. He's going to pat you on the, on the back. He kind of, like, leans away a little bit, but then finally, like, it doesn't, like, completely yeah. go away. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and, and then I'll just fall asleep. Okay. Uh, like, then pat you just... <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like, right. Like, immediately, like, I, I just put my helmet down. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, give me a perception check for at disadvantage, because it's dark. Okay. It's, mid, it's midnight at this point. Um, Perception? Mm-hmm. Six. Six. Yeah, you don't really see anything. Um, you just kind of sit there, you doze off a little bit, uh, but you kind of wake up and you kind of look to make sure nobody noticed that you like fell asleep for a second. Um, but everything goes fine. And then who do you wake up for last watch? Both of them. Sonora Tortuga and Tuli. You like kick Julie's lamp because she's in it. <laughs> yep. I might pick it up and start shaking. Actually, jeez. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You just that's wake up to an I'm... earthquake. Ah! We need, we need to make her afraid to sleep around all of us, not just me. <laughs> you could knock politely on my shell. Uh, I would probably just kind of kick you at the side of your shell once. My, my when I come pain, out of my lamp, I will. I, I can hear through it. You know, you could just, you could just, you know, be a little bit more gentle. No, I actually did not know that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next time. <laughs> next time, just you know, a wake up call, not a wake up earthquake. Hope you're yeah, enjoying so your pillows. <laughs> Tuli, you are very awake. Okay, both of you give perception checks for your watch. Oh boy. Oh, dirty 20. Dirty 20? Yeah. Dirty 22. Hell yeah. Wow. Okay, so you guys are kind of sitting there and way in the distance, kind of farther back um, in a kind of behind where you were coming from, but way farther, um, I would say east, so in a different direction than you were coming from. Um, for a little bit, it almost looks like the entire, like this massive chunk of the the water seems to kind of move and rise for a little bit. Um, but it's too dark to kind of make out what's happening over there, but it's kind of going away from where you are. 
don't like that. No, that doesn't look good, but it, at least it's moving in the opposite direction of us. I hope there's... Let's keep an eye out for more of those. I'll end on that one. Just okay. flag it a little. <laughs> Perfect. Actually, how far away was that horrible, awful chunk of water? At least 300 feet. It's really hard to make out, but like something was moving and it was big. I'm going to send Squall to check it out. Okay. I'm, I'm going to let Sonor know, like, I'm going to be a little little blind for a minute. Um, I can still hear you. No, I can't hear you. I won't be able to hear you. I can feel you. Let me know if something happens. Just shake me. Don't shake me okay. if I'm on the lamp. <laughs> I will wake the others if need be. Okay. So I'm going to go check that out with Squall. Okay. Are you having him stealth? Yes. Okay. Give me a stealth check for Squall. That's one of the things he's good at. <laughs> 17. 17? Yeah. Ooh, and he has blind sight for 10 feet. Oh, nice. Okay, so you kind of fly, he flies over. Um, which I'll kind of give you the blind side of it too. There flies over in that direction and it's, the water's kind of like still rippling from something big that just moved. But he's kind of looking around. Do you keep him in the air? Yes. Okay. Um, kind of flying around and when you don't see much, but then um, his blind sense kind of kicks in and there's this massive thing below the water. And right when that kicks in, the thing rises up. And... Like Lake Placid. <laughs> Kind of. Its head is almost the size of a house. Jesus. As this lizard-like head with black scales and horns comes out, and you see wing structures start to rise. Okay! I'm just going up and up and up and up. Does a... 28 hit scroll. Yeah. No. Bugger get eaten. 28. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, Squall takes thirty-four points oh, of damage. He disappears. <laughs> yeah, he's a find familiar, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. As he is eaten, you just killed a helpless animal, innocent. How does that make you? <laughs> and I just immediately like grabbing onto the store like ha! Um, what did you see? And where is Squall? Uh, 
I'm gonna gonna have to do something about that dragon in the water. Oh. Big. I guess it's time yeah. to wake the others. Yeah. <laughs> it do, it seemed to, like you kind of looking, it seemed to go in a different direction. She's just... <laughs> mm. But yeah, give me an arcana check for what that was. Okay. No, seven. Seven. So you don't know if that was a dragon or not. It looked like a dragon. Tuli thinks it's a dragon. <laughs> she has a pseudo dragon. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Could have not been a dragon. Definitely looked like a dragon. From, from kind of the descriptions and stuff, Sonora also give me a um, Arcana check. Nineteen. Nineteen. Um, so with her immediately saying that it might be a dragon and that it's in the swamp and everything, you know there are um, a type of chromatic dragon, black dragons, tend to make home in swamps and will generally nest under the swamp. So, um, that might just be its nest. Okay, well, I will relay that information to Tule. Okay. Let's not go that direction. Agreed. Um, okay. I guess. If we see anything moving toward us, we should immediately wake the others. Yeah. I'm gonna, like, keep an eye out on the horizon in that direction while I'm, like, slowly pulling out of my bag the stuff that I would need to get Squall back. <laughs> you're you're able to do your ritual and make Squall come back. And he kind of oh, just, sorry, like, I'm sorry, I'm he sorry. ruffles a little bit and he goes, Oh, I'm so sorry. some food <laughs> <laughs> and he's fine okay <laughs> um so the rest of your watch goes fine um but everybody starts to wake up you got your rest a couple of you are a little worried about something off in the distance um the sun rises for the day Cool. As as usual, I will uh, start making breakfast. Although I guess should I light a fire here? I don't know. Um, we perhaps we're gonna, not. We're gonna fill them in on the on the thing we yeah. saw. Yeah. Yeah. There was um a large possible dragon. It ate squall. How far off was and it? And Squall goes <laughs> and nods. Squall looks at Squall and looks at Thule and just goes, but um, he's okay now. <laughs> okay. They, they look a little confused and concerned. <laughs> 
Okay. It was that way, so we're not gonna go that. That's not the way to the the hag, is it? No. Um, <sighs> kind of like it's still an eastern eastern direction, but more. Um, I guess this would be. I think it's. I think I said you guys were going north this time. Um, so it's more northeast, and that was southeast where that okay. was. Okay. At least we don't have to go that way. Yeah. Perhaps uh, we get moving sooner than later. Yeah, let's just be careful. Yeah. And they, they specifically look at Pal making breakfast. <laughs> 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 well, um, yeah, I, I don't have very many prepared and without a fire. I can probably have some, some like cured meats I can give you guys. You have like basic rations stuff too. Okay, so you can just rations kind of... today. Maybe once we're out of the swamp, we can have a good breakfast. Yeah, so I'll, try, I'll pass out some rations for now. I reach into my bag and pull out an owl. <laughs> and I say, um, I was trying to save this, but I don't think we're going to make it back before it goes bad. So maybe we can indulge in a little bit of bird. Yeah. Um, Are you not going to cook the bird? Cal once again jumps in and says, perhaps we should cook it when we are away from a dragon. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, Pal, would you care to hang on to this? I got it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so then you guys head out? vaguely uncomfortable by this. <laughs> As a bird person. Yeah, yeah, after I pick up, I don't know if I would pick up on the fact that she's, they're, they're uncomfortable with this. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I absolutely wouldn't. So. Give me an insight check. Okay. <laughs> a four plus whatever my insight modifier is. Nope. You have no idea. It's totally normal. You eat uh, birds. like Kel would like to make sure that there's at least um, one or two people between them and Edinburgh while walking. Okay, so give me another marching order and who's gonna run point on the rest of this trying to find the- I mean, I think it would probably still be Sonora and myself, right? On the front. Mm-hmm. So same order? Probably, I yeah. so. I'm keeping Squall with me though. Fair. Um, okay, so um, did you want to give advantage against Sonora, or do you want to each roll your uh, survival checks? I'm going to give advantage. Yeah, we're both rolling about the same tonight. Yeah, so for survival. <laughs> yeah, so that actually is a 23. 23. Um, so kind of the descriptions you were given before of where to go and everything relayed to you. Um, you're able to to kind of figure out where to go, tracking like best paths and everything. Um, you even managed to pick up some halfling footprints at a few different points that just never filled in with mud and like kind of more drier patches um, to kind of help you because that's um, what made the deal with this hag was a halfling. So. Um, and it kind of leads you to that large weeping willow kind of in the distance. And there's a few, and you start seeing more as you're getting closer there. 
Um, there is kind of this area that's surrounded in trees. And when you start getting closer, since you're in the lead, um, you pick up a smell. What would be for Ettenbrore, what would be the most pleasant smell to him? And everybody start thinking this for their characters. What the most pleasant scent? Um. Do Aarakocras have a sense of smell? <laughs> Do birds not? Not really. <laughs> um, I would say for Ettenbrore, from his past, his moments of peace when he was a kid was when he would go and hide in his parents' fields to be able to get away from his parents and his brother. So kind of like the scent of like grass and... Fresh grass and crops and those sorts of things, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that kind of hits your nose and then Sonora, um, you'd be the next to pick up on it. What would be the best scent for Sonora? Some sort of healing herb. Okay. Just a nice like kind of lavendery herb or something like that. Perfect. And then uh Pal. I just like fresh baked cookies. Yep. And um Tuli? Honeyed lemons. Honeyed lemons? Okay. Yeah. And then Cal, you don't get a smell. No, because I, like, I was just looking it up, and birds, they do have olfactory glands, but they don't really use a sense of smell. And when I looked up, can Aarakocra smell? It was just kind of like, eh. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you just, you're confused. He's kind of like sniffing as they're walking. It's like uh, me in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, at first I'd probably kind of close my eyes and just like soak it in for a second. Kind of stop the group and then keep walking. Yeah, and then it kind of guides you <laughs> where you're walking. So you kind of start just instinctively just kind of you go off a little ways and then you turn here and there's all it's starting to fill in with trees and you're just kind of like starting to wander through and all of you feel like this is the way you should be going. Even you, Kelly, even though you don't have a sense of smell, I, like it just I would still be very confused by everyone following their noses. I'd be like, are, are you <laughs> okay? Like what is happening right now? Like I know we're supposed to go this way, but what's happening? Right when you say what's happening, you come past um you kind of come through uh the weeping willow branches of one of the trees and there's a clearing there and there is a small tent set up and it's just like a nice little tent it's like purples and greens and as you walk into the clearing um that scent gets stronger for everybody except for Kel and the the doors to the tent just kind of curl open and there is a warm light leaking out from inside and it looks much bigger on the inside even though I'm not smelling anything, would I still feel like that sense of like, this is where I'm supposed to be? Yeah, there's a draw to here, like a comforting feeling as you all start approaching here. And so as you look into that glow, 
um, a figure starts to move inside the tent. So there's coming. no apprehension whatsoever when it no, comes it's, to it's just kind of like the cartoons where you lift your nose up and you're getting lifted into <laughs> it. Yeah, kind of. Like it's just, it just <laughs> feels very comfortable. Okay. And um, a figure starts to approach the door and we'll pick up there next time on Into the Elements. Oh, it's about to go down, y'all. Oh, shit. <laughs> Let's not make any deals. Yeah. Well, I hope you all had fun. Um, and I hope this was a good escape from the craziness of our world into kind of a, a creepy area as we come into our Halloween season. And it just kind of worked out really well that you guys are in the silent swamp as we hit October. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us here on the Into the Elements podcast brought to you by the Nerdy Niche. If you'd like to talk to us, you can reach out to us on any of your favorite social media platforms. Just search Nerdy Niche and let us know what you thought about the episode. Until next time, everybody, keep it nerdy out there. <laughs>